Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Merry Christmas, ladies. I hope today finds you in a place where your heart is ready to be refreshed and encouraged during the busyness of the holiday season. Today's conversation is about preparing our hearts for Christmas. Joining us today are two of my sweet friends, Michelle Akrami and Alicia Dallas. Michelle has five children, ranging in ages from four to 10, and Alicia has four children, ages two, four, seven, and 10. Join us as we share how a right perspective and focus on the true meaning of Christmas multiplies the joy of the season and works alongside the decorations, the gifts, and the family time to create lasting memories and feelings of warmth in your heart and in the hearts of your children. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today. It's so fun to have a new friend with me, Alicia. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks. And Michelle, so good to have you back again. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And you're actually going to get to be with us a couple of times as we talk about Christmas, which is pretty special. So this week, we're talking, last week, we talked about preparing our home for Christmas. And this week's all about preparing our hearts. Because I think, isn't that the way it goes? Like a lot of times, Mm -hmm. we get busy and do all the home things first. (laughs) And like all the things we were supposed to check off of our to-do list. Mm -hmm. And then if we don't slow down, then our hearts never get prepared. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I never considered until a few years ago. I was singing the song, Joy to the World. And it has a line in it where it says, let every heart prepare him room. And then just goes on to the rest of the rest of the carol. And it's like, it stopped me. I was studying it with my kids because we, that's one of the things we do at Christmas time is we study different Christmas carols. And as I got to those words, I thought, oh my goodness. I do so much preparing Mm. in Christmas. I prepare Mm. for gifts. Like how much time do I spend preparing Mm -hmm. gifts for all the people? And I prepare for meals and I prepare her home, Mm. but I don't prepare my heart. And so I Mm. think that if that's the case for me, I'm sure it's the case for other moms. And so I'm really glad that we can talk about this today. And that if we'll miss that opportunity Um, during Christmas to have our heart prepared well if we don't do it on purpose. So let's talk about that. What are your favorite ways as a mom to prepare your heart for Christmas, whether it be preparing for service or preparing to love people well or to be loved or just slow down and think about like the true meaning of Christmas? How do you Mm. prepare your mom heart in the midst of all of the month? (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I I think um, I totally resonate with that because for a long time when we had our first baby, I would do things with her because I wanted her to know the true story and we would do crafts and things like that. Um, But I had totally bypassed like preparing my own heart. So Mm -hmm. like I was trying to prepare her like I want you to know that like, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus came as baby and then this is his life and died on the cross for our sins um, and rose again. But I wasn't checking where my heart was. And like you said, getting caught up in all of that. Um, 
And so my husband and I really started to look into like, what does Advent even mean? And so as we looked it up, meaning coming, so it was the celebration of the coming, um, and actually looked up even like through the liturgical calendar, how it means, you know, like you, it doesn't even necessarily start December 1st. It's not just a countdown. That's what I always thought Advent was. It was just mm-hmm. a countdown to Christmas yes. and like, however, every family chooses to do that was fine. And, um, and so I started to also realize as more babies got added into things that crafts just weren't like we were getting overwhelmed <laughs> and Advent itself was causing so much chaos in our hearts because we had to get like day five's craft wasn't done and we got to back up because now the story's not going to make sense. It was all of this chaos. Um, and so just really realizing that what we needed to do was slow down and take time to reflect. Mm. And so um, that's kind of our what we've started doing is just slowing down and taking that time to reflect rather than doing all of these things. And mm. I think there's definitely a place for the crafts and all of those fun things. Um, in our mm. family right now, there's not because it does cause too much chaos um, and too much stress on my part. And I think that's what it is. Mm. It, it looks different for every family, but it's recognizing like where... Um, where our strengths are and our weaknesses Mm -hmm. and what our lives are looking like. Um, And so for us, it's become just a sweet time at night when dinner's done. Um, We clean off the table. We have a a wreath with four different candles, an Advent wreath. Um, And just taking time, we will memorize uh, some scripture and we'll also study a hymn. And so like last year we did O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So I'll print that out and everyone reads it together. Um, we are not a musically inclined family. And so I'll find like the closest I can to like the authentic version on Spotify or something like that because we need to follow along with something. Otherwise it's not going to be good. We can't carry um, a harmony very well. Um, but yeah, so just kind of taking it, reading scripture and just kind of taking it for our family, mm-hmm. taking it slow right now in this season. And I think there will be a time where more fun things can get added into the Advent aspect of things. But for now, it's just really just a quiet time. We, um, I have really little ones, so I'll put paper and pens on the table so that as we're reading, their hands can be busy. And um, the kids love like preparing the candles and each kid gets a turn, of course, blowing out and lighting candles. And Because um, that's the biggest deal. Right, it's actually like, the yes, blowing right, out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that even too, as we read scripture... Um, you know, the little ones might not fully be understanding and grasping, but it's the habit mm-hmm. of that and the formation mm-hmm. and, yeah. and even the liturgy of our family, you know, that that becomes who we are as the mm-hmm. Dallas is like, we sit down and we, um, we enjoy time together, just reflecting yeah. on his coming again and his previous coming as well. Mm-hmm. So. I think that that's really important to think about too, with creating the culture in your home mm-hmm. and being sensitive to where your kids are. Because I think also as our kids get older, maybe some of the things that we had done that it's yeah. like, but wait a minute, this is when we used to always do a thing where we did Christmas trees. And we talked about this on one of the podcasts just a few weeks ago, that growing up, we would um, make a Christmas tree out of construction paper and then put M&Ms on it, one for each day, depending on whenever we made it. Like mm-hmm. maybe it didn't yeah. happen until the middle of the month and that yeah. was fine. Then yeah, it just had sure. 10 M&Ms on yeah. it instead of 25 and that was okay. But um, it was something we did where every day we'd take off an M&M and it would just get us excited for how many days until Christmas. But then at some point my mom realized like, oh, this is really not mm-hmm. actually, neither of my children who are in junior high and high school care yeah. anymore mm-hmm. about making uh, construction yeah. paper Christmas trees yeah. with M&Ms. <laughs> and so she had to say like, do you guys really want to do this? And they were like, mm, no, <laughs> we don't really care yeah. to if you don't care, mom. Um, but I think that as you do other things too, like with the Advent wreath, it's been, that's not something we ever did growing up was the Advent wreath. And I remember they talked about it one time at a church service that I was at. 
And I thought, well, that's a different thing than I've ever done. So I read about it and I really loved the idea of it. Mm-hmm. And when this podcast will be shared, it'll be the middle of December. And I think that could be a great time mm-hmm. to start that, to mm-hmm. try it. And it's nice because with everything available online, you don't even have to like, I mean, you could buy a wreath, but you also could just put out four candles. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It could be so simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And And then just look up what has someone else already done that worked really well as an Advent wreath candle Mm -hmm. tradition. And then saying, we're going to try this and we're going to do it on Monday night Mm -hmm. and we're going to do it on Wednesday night and on Friday. And now because we've done it so many times, it's been neat for me to see the things that my, oh my guess he's 11 now, has done that he's done for so many years that he's even been willing to take over. Mm. And so even though there are still younger children in our family, watching him take some of those and take ownership of them Mm. and lead them has been really special to see. So, okay. And when you say taking slower reflection time, Mm. like I like that you mentioned even having your younger kids busy during it, like keeping their hands busy because I think that sometimes people think like, okay, if we're doing something serious, everyone needs to be still (laughs) and quiet. And like that just never happens. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like the mentality and even just the attitude of us taking things slower, but for sure. I mean, we have a two-year-old son and he will for sure like be trying to probably sit on the table and we may have to, you know, light the candle a few times because he's blown it out. Like that is, yeah, that is exactly how it will go. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, just like kind of the attitude that we're trying to portray to them, mm-hmm. even as they see it in us. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like as your son grows up, that he can then emulate that. Like, oh, this is the mm-hmm. habit. This is what we've done every year. And I've seen mom and dad act in this way. And so therefore I'm going to also do that mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah. yeah. And there's security in that yeah. mm-hmm. for them, for sure, in yeah. knowing what to expect in those things. Yeah. And I've also found that when I slow down to give those moments for them that it's so beautiful how it slows my heart and also ministers. Like when I was singing Joy to the World with them as part of a Christmas carol study that we did, I wasn't doing it so that I could be reached. But then Mm. even just through singing it with them and focusing Mm. on truth with them, that that those words, you know, struck me about preparing our hearts. And so I think when we study truth with them and study intentional things that matter, that it can also be used to prepare our hearts. Yeah. 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 What about you, Michelle? Definitely. Well, you know, some similarities, you know, with um, Advent and everything, but I think it's definitely taking, you know, like right after or before Thanksgiving really is like kind of just thinking through like, you know, who as a mom, you know, who do I want to be to them too? Like, and how do I want to be the creator of atmosphere, you know? And, um, it can feel like a big thing, but I think I just, at some point I remember hearing about like, um, you know, in your life in general, but I think in just seasons of life, thinking of the big things, the big priorities as big rocks and you put them in a big jar and then, you know, it gets filled up, but then you can fill it with the little things, you know, that can trickle in and stuff like that. But if you try to put the little rocks in first, Um, and you Mm -hmm. let those just fill in, you're not going to have space for the big rocks. And so kind of thinking through, you know, and this goes as as the years go by, you learn what really feeds your family and what really Mm -hmm. resounds with them, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, I think drawing upon that and saying, okay, we're going to make this a priority, you know, and um, stuff like that, kind of preparing yourself so that you can create that for your kids Mm -hmm. and your family. Mm -hmm. 
One of the things that I found a few years ago, <clears throat> a book that I've really enjoyed, it's called The Greatest Gift, mm. and it's by Anne Voskamp, and it's beautiful, so that's also lovely. <laughs> but um, it's a month, it's a it's a daily one. It's called Unwrapping the Full Love Story of Christmas, mm. and they have one for children too. But I really enjoyed the mom one. I don't think I've ever gotten through the whole thing in any <laughs> December, but it's by days, so I kind of just pick mm. up whatever day I'm on, and if I skipped a few, then I just pick up the next one that I'm on and that's fine. But that's been encouraging for me to have something that kind of directs my heart mm-hmm. and keeps my heart focused yeah. when I have my still time that's just different. Yeah. Different than the rest of the year. That's yeah. good. I think what you said too, there can be such a pressure on like day one, day two, day three, mm-hmm. oh we missed day five. We gotta like go back and just this idea of like our whole our whole our whole purpose is to prepare our hearts mm-hmm. and that if we miss day five, then we just move on to day six. Like Who there's cares? no, yeah. there's no like, oh, well I didn't do it. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out and oh, we failed. Yeah. And there's no failure in this. It's just literally every day that you can, that mm-hmm. you're adding this thing in um, yeah. and not, not allowing it to be a place of like guilt or anxiety right. or shame yeah. that we didn't do this today and we were supposed to. And cause then that just sort of mm-hmm. takes away from the whole heart and atmosphere that we're trying yeah. to create in the first place anyways. Yeah, it's a heart posture, right? Mm-hmm. That you yeah. want to keep yourself in light. I love that. You know, just every day, you know, um, just sinking yourself into those truths of the season, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And then what about preparing the hearts of your children? Because, I mean, we kind of talked about it already, just the basic things that we do. Mm-hmm. But are there any specific things that you would say, um, you know, lo- we're looking at it being about, uh, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks out to Christmas? Uh, what things will you be doing in your home to help prepare your children's hearts for the true meaning of Christmas? Because, I mean, I feel like culture already prepares them for presents. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk a little bit next week on the podcast about kind of fighting some of the anxiety that can come with that in mom's hearts and in kids' hearts. But um, thinking about how do we prepare our children's hearts for the true mm-hmm. meaning of Christmas and maybe for moms who that wasn't even something in their home that I've... I um, have had some really wonderful friends who have knew, like, I didn't grow up understanding the real meaning of Christmas, and I've never done that, but I really want my kids to get to understand Mm -hmm. the truth of Christmas. So how do I incorporate that for my children of various ages? What what advice would you give? Well, um, one one. Uh, thing that we did this last year that I happened upon, which it's actually a package deal, but you can totally do this without the actual uh, product, but it's called the giving manger. And um, what it is, is it's a, a little manger that you set up on like your kitchen counter or something like that. And I think it's, it has, you start at December 1st, you know, but um, with each act of love or serving um, someone in your family or saying a prayer or just anything along those lines, um, there's um, like a little pile of hay so they can put like a a piece of hay in the manger. And then the best part was um, on Christmas day, um, I would, you know, before the kids were up, I would put, there's a wooden baby, uh, baby Jesus that you put in the manger because you prepared a place for him. Mm. And I just love that so much, but just the aspect of you know, just, Hey, a little thing here, guys, like, you know, Oh, you made your sister's bed. Like that's, that's what Jesus would do. Like, that's why he came and that's who he is. And anyway, just things like that, like being aware or just being aware of, you know, what's happening in your neighborhood and it doesn't have to be anything Mm -hmm. huge, but just, yeah, just been a fun way to kind of help the kids be aware and, and, um, 
think through the real meaning of Christmas and how he humbly came to us. Well, and how we get to choose to serve. Yeah. That's one of the things that we've talked about as we look at our December, because again, you talked about Mm. like putting the big rocks in first. Mm. What are the big things? What are the things that we want to do? And then looking at that list and then saying, which of these are we being done to serve others? And which of these are being done to serve ourselves? And not that the serve mm-hmm. ourselves ones are bad. We love right. to go see Santa. Yeah. <laughs> and we love to go see candy canes being yes. made. Yeah. But if doing all of those, you know, if doing all of the things is not leaving space for doing the important things, yeah. Yeah. then that's not good. Yeah. Right on. And yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see that one of the things that we do every year normally is to go to a retirement home and find mm-hmm. a day that we can go mm-hmm. and take cards mm-hmm. and sing Christmas carols. Yeah. And, and they love it. And it like blesses my kids so much. And it's not a stressful thing. You can't fail. You're singing for like old people who are so appreciative. And because we've done it for so, so long, it's just, again, part of our culture. Mm. But I think it's been really fun when my kids were little, it felt a lot harder because I had to prepare Mm. them well. But as they've grown up, that they've grown up with that. And I think that's something that I hope to always keep doing. And I think you could start that at any point. You could start that with, you know, high schoolers and junior hires and just Mm get, you know, two other families who will go with you and schedule a time. You can go to a retirement home or go even around your neighborhood and just Mm -hmm. knock on the doors Mm -hmm. and sing Christmas songs or a Christmas carol and deliver something sweet. And it doesn't have to be stressful. It can just be a way of just bringing the light and the joy of Christmas to people that otherwise you wouldn't do during the year. Mm -hmm. And people accept it differently too. Mm -hmm. That's true. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. We do something similar to the manger, um, a book that someone gave me called the sparkle box. And it's a really sweet story. And at the end it has this box and throughout you, so you put the box out and then when you do something that's an act of service or kindness, same thing, you put it in the sparkle box and then on Christmas mm-hmm. day, so you write it down and put it in there. And then on Christmas day, you open it before you open your other gifts and mm-hmm. whatever. And then you read off all of the things as if they're mm-hmm. gifts to Jesus that mm-hmm. you did during the Christmas time to prepare mm-hmm. as something that. out of love for him. Because the idea what we do unto the least of these mm-hmm. you have done unto me when we're mm-hmm. serving the when we're serving others we yes. can know we're doing this to serve the lord yeah. because it's his birthday yeah it's not ours yeah so that's really that's cool good. similar yeah. idea yeah what about you guys what do you do to help prepare your kids hearts is there um, anything different i think right now just focusing on the advent but i would say like like you've mentioned, like a mom who maybe hasn't done this before. Um, one thing we love, and I do still try to bring up, um, we homeschool. So during our homeschool time, um, is the Jesus storybook Bible. So I know that each year Mm -hmm. they release like an advent reading schedule Mm -hmm. of that. Um, and I think there's even like ornaments that you can like do printouts and color them. It's all free too. And I think, I think it could be for all ages too. It doesn't have to be, I mean, it it touches my heart whenever I read that. I love that. Yeah, me too. So I think that is one thing that we enjoy incorporating. Um, it's in our more in our morning time, but just as an encouragement too that if it's like five days till Christmas or it's Christmas Eve and you're just now listening yeah. to this, that literally just opening the Bible or a story Bible um, and reading that story, um, that there's no like failure here, you know, that there's no um, expectation and that that is can still be so meaningful mm-hmm. to your family just reading mm-hmm. that story on christmas morning we always um we read the christmas story um from luke and then um pray together as a family before we open presents so even just those mm-hmm. simple things of letting your kids know like this is 
this is um, preparing us and this is what the season is really all about. I think as small or as grand as things can be that making that effort and really like just showing your kids like this is what Christmas is about in the heart of it. um, Mm -hmm. That any even just small act is a great act. Mm -hmm. I would definitely agree with that. And that, like you said, like if you're not listening to this until right before Christmas, one of the thinking about families Christmas times with different families, you know, one of our Mm -hmm. families, we always would sing happy birthday to Jesus Mm -hmm. and read the Christmas story together before we did Christmas. And one of the other families that we did Christmas with, I don't remember when it started, but it wasn't always, but at some point someone started, we're going to read this from the Bible and we're going to pray together before we do Christmas. And, and it's something that we've, Mm. that for my, you know, for my kids, we've always done with them, but I don't remember exactly when it kicked in, but it did yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure for whoever chose to start that, that was an intentional choice, mm-hmm. sure. yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and super meaningful. Yeah. Okay. So with all of the, like the true meaning of Christmas being Jesus's birth and that being our main focus, are there ways that you have tried to help protect, like getting sucked into the consumerism trap? at Christmas time because it's so hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it just like, I mean, one of the first things like, what do you want for Christmas? (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. well, (laughs) yes, yes, but (laughs) any advice on that? Yeah. For us, um, I even this week have started been like, you guys, like, what are we thinking for Christmas? Like, um, I try to like make, get the lists done and, um, maybe even some shopping done if I can prior to Advent starting so that for them, I might still need to be thinking about if I haven't picked up something or whatever. Mm. Um, I also do not love shopping. So (laughs) I'm going out amongst the crowds is not my favorite thing. So if I can have at least their lists nailed down. Um, so that once Advent starts, it's like, that's not what we're thinking about anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, I do try to shop it, but I don't always shop it prior to then. We may have some things arriving on Christmas Eve if that's the way (laughs) it goes. Um, but just so that that's sort of done after things, you know, between Thanksgiving, um, and the start of Advent, we sort of, that's when I really nail things down. Okay. You've Mm -hmm. said these things, like, what are you really hoping for? Um, in our family, which we try to just from my husband and I just do three gifts, um, sometimes it's been extra if there was like a thing that went with something or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's not like a hard, fast rule, but we don't do this abundance of gifts mm-hmm. and we always try to make them useful puzzles or games or things, which my kids mm-hmm. are usually wanting anyways. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, just trying to keep that part of things separate from Advent. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, you know, you're going to get presents, but from now, from now until Christmas, we're not really going to think about that so much. Um, and if they bring it up, I don't tell them, like, we're not thinking about that, but, <laughs> yeah. but just so that I can sort of set this tone of like, okay, we've thought about presents and that's going to be a really fun and exciting time. But like, now we're going to transition mentally, like over to this, yeah. um, this way of thinking, I guess you could mm. say. Yeah. All right, Michelle, what about you guys with kind of protecting your kids' hearts from the consumerism of just mm-hmm. getting sucked into all of that? I mean, it's definitely hard, you know, all the messages that <laughs> come at you and, and stuff like that. But one thing that we did last year that was a blessing, I don't, I don't know if the kids completely grasped it yet. I, I'm hoping this year since it'll become a thing, but, um, I heard of the idea of, um, everybody before you wrap up the gifts or excuse me, you unwrap the gifts on Christmas morning. And after we read the, the, um, the Christmas story also right, right before that everybody gets a bow on their head 
And we all give each other hugs and acknowledge that we are gifts to each other. Oh my goodness, that's so nice. I know. <laughs> and I, that's where I'm like, I think I appreciated it a lot, you know, and the kids were like, why are we wearing both, you know? <laughs> but um, my parents were also with us. They are from Oregon. And so it just, I think for the parents especially, it, did, it was very special. And I'm hoping to instill that in the kids, like even before these gifts, which are going to be so exciting to unwrap, but then... In a couple of weeks, they're not going to have that same, mm-hmm. wow, but just recognizing, you know, there's a, you're a gift, you're a gift. And mm-hmm. to remember that, you know, in the midst of all of the material things, which are bad, but it's like the right. focus, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. where the focus is. That's wonderful. One thing that we always did um, growing up is everyone would like divide the gifts ahead of time by family so that you would know like, okay, these are my presents and these are yours. And then we, or by person, you know, and then we take turns going around opening presents by age. So that way it's not just like presents so that we really have space to like, thank you to whoever Mm -hmm. gave it to us. Mm -hmm. But then something that I heard, you know, someone else gave me the idea and I thought it was great was to, instead of dividing the gifts by what is for you, but dividing the gifts by what you brought, what's Mm -hmm. from you. Mm -hmm. And so when we do it, our kids all get the gifts that for themselves around in front of themselves that they picked out or made or whatever for each other. And so then we still go by age, but instead the youngest person gets to pick who they want to give a gift to first. And so they actually like hand the person like, this is for you brother. And then he gets to open it from her. And then it's just special because then it's a little bit more, they're excited about the giving yes, rather than just being excited about yeah. the receiving, yes. which is special. We also at one point started having our kids um, pay for a portion of their gifts that, so they know even going into the year, you know, as they're making money through the chores that they do or that they earn in different ways to be able to be putting some of that aside. And then I remember the first time that my husband took one of them to the Dollar Tree to go pick out gifts. And it was like a big deal for them to use their money, but they were so proud. Mm. And it's like something happened around that age where they started taking more ownership of the Mm -hmm. gifts than they ever would have if it was just with me and my Amazon cart on my phone, you know, like clicking the things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, I think those are wonderful, wonderful, super, super helpful ideas. Um, Okay. So if you could give a mom one piece of advice during this final countdown for Christmas about having their heart in a place of stillness in these next couple of weeks, what would it be? Don't feel like you have to do it all Mm -hmm. and embrace, you know, um, just the character of who Jesus is, you know, he came humbly in to serve and to stay in that spot, you know, and, um, to pass that on to your kids, you know, and say no to the things that aren't in line with your values as a Mm -hmm. family, you know, um, but just, don't feel like you need to do it all would be my, that's the best, you know, cause then you'll be for a couple weeks after Christmas, you'll be so tired out mm-hmm. and then mad about it even, yeah. you know, and that's, that's not, yeah. 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 <laughs> Any other thoughts? I think to piggyback that also just recognizing, um, the personalities of your family. So, mm-hmm. um, everyone in our family tends to be pretty introverted. Um, so going to a lot of parties is not, um, going to be something that's conducive to a happy family right now. Um, so just recognizing that and knowing, um, that we are probably not going to say, say yes to a lot of things and choosing our yeses. So what are we saying yes to in this season? Mm -hmm. Um, 
We don't have to do everything, but we're going to choose just a few yeses for us. Mm -hmm. If you're an extroverted family who like is like loves getting together with people that might, your yeses are going to be a lot bigger than our families. Um, So just knowing like what you're agreeing to and, and knowing that, that how is that going to affect your week? Is it going to bring um, joy? Is it going to, you know, point you to Christ? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, just, and again, not having that shame and guilt, I think that we can carry Mm -hmm. um, during that season of, um, just knowing like we're, we're going to do what we can and go prayerfully in that, but, um, also not feeling shame if we didn't get to do everything that we were hoping to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I know that this is really going to encourage moms as they move forward into the Christmas season and prepare their hearts and the hearts of their children. So if someone wants to find you or follow you somewhere to be able to see more of what you have going on as you're going to jump into the Christmas season, um, Michelle, where could they, where could they find you? Our family blogs at unhurriedfarm.com. Wonderful. And then you're actually going to be back again next week. Yeah. Which is going to be fun. Jump into another topic. And Alicia, where could someone follow you if they want to um, see I'm what you have Instagram going on? I'm on Instagram at uh, simply underscore Alicia. So. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys <laughs> thank, so much. Thank so much. you. <laughs> it is a responsibility and privilege as moms to help guide every heart in our home to focus on celebrating the true meaning of Christmas, the birth of Jesus. God's one and only son. The preparation of the hearts begins with you, mama. Amidst the busyness of the season, you get to choose the kind of mother you are going to be. The choice is intentional and is made when you make the effort to plan the inclusion of the sacred beauty that a heart-centered Christmas can bring. I encourage you, this year especially, to teach your children to embrace gratitude in all things. This year has been exceedingly difficult for so many reasons, and that does make it difficult to feel grateful. However, gratitude is the foundation of joy for all of us, and we all have so much to be grateful for. I look into the eyes of my children, and I see the divine love of God. I am so grateful to be the mother to these children and to be able to serve them in this season. Take time to serve your heart as well. Prioritize rest, especially when you know you need it. Give yourself that gift. A rested body and spirit are also a gift to your whole family. I've created a free downloadable guide for you to use in your planning this Christmas season. It's waiting for you to download from our website, seekholyliving.com. Download it today and consider it my Christmas gift to you. May every heart in your home prepare room for him this Christmas season. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we talk about how to have an anxiety-free Christmas.